Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome to Dirt Track Confessions. I'm your host, Mandy Pouch Mahaney, and today we are, we're just going right into it. We are talking about the wonderful, and insert sarcasm, wonderful stigma that exists about women in racing. And we are going to pull back the layers and we are going to go deep. And I mean deep on this one. Ladies and gentlemen, you wanted it, you got it. The place for the untold, real, raw, and juicy stories of dirt track racing. It's Dirt Track Confessions. And now here's your host, Mandy Pouch-Mahaney. There's always been this stigma around wives or girlfriends in racing. You know, from, from when I was a child until, hear me out, a few weeks ago. Guys, I am 30 years old. So from when I was a child until just a few weeks ago, I lived under this impression that a good wife or good girlfriend, she has to be at the races to support her partner. Are you nodding your head? Can you relate to this? Are you thinking, yeah, well, of course, because why, why wouldn't the wife be at the races to support her man? It was a few weeks ago, maybe maybe like a month or so ago, I was beyond the verge of burnout. I was burning at both ends and secretly drowning. From the outside looking in, you'd probably would never guess it. Mandy, what are you talking about? You're always so happy. Yeah, I still show up with a smile on my face. I'll say hi, hello. I'll be poised and ready to tackle the day. Ever since I was a little girl, I spent every single weekend at the races. Like, you would not. There was no way I would miss it. I I never got invited to parties, never got invited to the beach, because they knew it's Saturday, Mandy's going racing. There wasn't a Saturday night I missed either watching my dad or watching my brother for probably a good 25 years straight. And I'm saying... That's a long time, and that's quite the dedication, guys. Now, of course, your girl goes and gets married and, you know, adds another race car driver to the family list, so the tradition continues. But it is just so interesting how far we as humans have come, and yet how freaking stuck we are in such old-fashioned ways. And man, do I, like, hey... Chivalry still exists. Hold the doors open. Say please and thank you. Yeah, but some things, like, we can do without. Nowadays, listen to this. Nowadays, I, Mandy, I miss a race. Well, where were you? I miss my brother's race. Well, shame on you. I miss my husband's race. You are a terrible wife. You should be there by your husband's side. I don't like how you treat him. I'm unsubscribing because you aren't a supportive wife. You should do better than that. These are the things that I get to hear when I miss a race. Isn't that wonderful? Men, we're always the breadwinners. And the wives, they were always the caretakers. You still see it to this day. And hey, if that's your jam, you're happy, that's all that matters. I'm not here to knock you or make you feel otherwise. But that, it's just not for me. I had this ex once who wanted me to drop out of college and just had that vision as to what I felt like. You know, he wanted me to be 
the typical domesticated housewife. He didn't like the idea of me going off, doing something for myself, making something of myself. But listen, they're an ex for a reason. That did not do it for me. I needed something for me. Us women, we need something for ourselves. And of course, guys, listen, if you're listening to this and you're like, wow, this podcast is taking a turn. Listen with an open mind. You'll get what I'm putting down. This can absolutely relate to you too. But just for the sake of it, I am speaking to the women. Each year, mind you, we are like on my list Typically, I'd keep a track count. Each year, we're doing anywhere from 80 to 100 races a year. Do I need to go to my brother's races or my dad's races or my nephew's races? No. Do I need to go to my husband's races? No. Do I wish I could go to all of them? Absolutely. But shame on me if I can't clone myself and be in four places at once. Shame on me for missing my husband's first win of the year because I was at my nephew's first ever race. It was a, listen, perfect example here. It was a Saturday night in 2022, just last year. My husband was scheduled to race at one track and my dad and my brother were scheduled to race somewhere else. At the time, both were competing against each other (laughs) at a Saturday night track. Yay. That night, I chose to be with my husband, and of course, the races had rained out. We spent all day traveling to the track, got to the races, just for them to say, okay, sorry, go home. Meanwhile, we had just gotten home after a three-hour drive. It's late at night. I sat on the couch. I turned the TV on. I missed the first few laps of the feature, but I got to watch my dad win his last modified race (laughs) from my couch his last modified race he will ever win ever and I was really hoping I wasn't yet emotional (laughs) as I talk about this well I I got to FaceTime him in victory lane that was great but two days later I got the phone call from my dad that he was done racing the modified that Saturday night, that was his last race. I cried. Boy, did I cry. I still cried just talking about it. (laughs) But how was I supposed to know? How was I supposed to know that was going to be my dad's last time strapping behind the wheel of a modified? The car that I I, I watched my dad race the last, like, 20 to 30 years of my life. It's, it's, it is my dad. Fast forward to this year, you know, my dad, he, he might be done racing the modifieds, but he still dabbles with speedsters, um, an open wheel type of car that we race over in Pennsylvania. So, you know, you can take the man out of racing, can't take the racing out of my dad. A few weeks ago, I got to see my dad's last win. Now, it wasn't in a modified, but I was still there. I was there to see him climb out, hear the crowd go crazy and see that massive smile on his face one last time. And as I'm in victory lane, soaking it all in, I get a, well, I'm surprised you're here and not with your husband. (laughs) Are you freaking kidding me? Are you kidding me? This person, I, who? I kept every little bit from me wanting to verbally attack this person. (laughs) Like, you don't know what it's like. You don't know how hard this is. Does anyone really? I know, I know, I get it. I say it all the time. 
But the people, you know, the people who have the nerve to make those comments, all it tells me is how they function, how they think. They don't know what it's like. They don't know the choices I, I have to make, the sacrifices, the tears. Nobody does. I hate, I, I really don't like categorizing people. But it's people like that I just, I cannot stand. They think the woman should be by the man's side at all times. I get it. I do. I watched my mother do it for 30 years of my life. She went to every single one of my father's races. Now, I don't want to say, like, she hated it. Because there's, you know, there's good times in racing. But I'm going to say it wasn't her favorite. Not the racing part. You know, she, she just couldn't stand it. Her anxiety would be through the roof. She couldn't handle the negative comments from people. Let alone even have the sanity to watch the races. Guys, I don't, I don't know if many people know this, but um, back at New Egypt when we, I'm pretty sure we were there for a good, like, 18 years straight or something like that, um, I remember, because we used to sell the parts truck, no, sorry, let me rephrase that, the tire truck, we did have a parts store, but we used to sell the tires at New Egypt, I remember, feature time, she'd lock up the tire truck, she'd be done selling, she would sit in that truck, she'd have the window cracked, she would listen to the announcer and count the laps as the cars would go by. She, she just couldn't handle it. You would never, like, very rarely ever see my mom sitting in the stands watching my dad race, watching my brother race, you know, until the end. And she finally smartened up a bit and started to realize she just couldn't do it. Like, mentally, physically, just, she couldn't do it. It was easier for her to be at home and, you know, receive that phone call at the end of the night telling her how everyone did First, those freaking extreme emotions of being at the track, all the highs and the lows. I watched women like my mother as role models as they grew up. They were at every race with their man. They didn't miss a freaking beat. So, of course, like, of course, I, in a sense, was conditioned to believe, like, well, that's how it's always been. That's how it should be. But, listen, if they weren't there, like, if they, if they missed... This woman misses a Saturday night at the races. Well, there must be trouble in paradise, right? Did they break up? Did they get divorced? Are they fighting? Where could she be? Listen, oh my God, this just popped up in my head. Prime example of how freaking dramatic humans are. When my brother used to race the Asphalt Modified Tour, I don't know how or why, but... I would go with him a few times throughout the year. And ironically, very ironically, like this was not planned, guys. Um, I would go to the races with my brother for the weekend, come home, you know, whatever. Well, come to find out like a year or two later, people were telling me that they used to think I was my brother's other girlfriend because Michelle was around at this time, his now wife. She was around the whole entire time, but they didn't know I was his sister. So people just, they didn't really know us, I guess, like some people didn't. So just because Michelle wasn't there and then this other girl pops up, it's like, oh, well, trouble in paradise. He's got another girlfriend and she doesn't know about it. Like, just first off is my brother. So, ew. <laughs> We're just going to go with the ew 
wrong, but that's what people do. You know, it's, it's just how we were raised and I'm just, I'm not here for it. And I don't like it. You know, like, you know it and I know it. It's the first thing that comes to anyone's mind is drama. Like we just, just start assuming things. God forbid, God forbid the woman stays home for one night. Listen, racing is stressful. It, it can be fun. Let me say that again. It can be a lot of fun. But sometimes there's more lows than there are highs. Sometimes your anxiety is through the freaking roof. Sometimes you stare into turn line and you watch as your husband drives into this massive wall of dust. And you find yourself literally holding your breath as you wait to see if he comes out the other side. Tell me you felt that way. You get the negative comments, you get the haters, you get the naysayers, <laughs> the dirt the dirt that lingers in your nooks and crannies in places it really shouldn't be, the, the irritated husband who just busted his ass all week to finish in the bag, or worse yet, gets wrecked. He's angry, he's exhausted, he's throwing shit, he wants to rip someone's head off, and you're over here like, how do I calm him down? How do I not get in the line of fire, but also keep him sane enough that we don't do anything crazy? Although, deep down, you want to go rip that person's head off for him. <laughs> worse, like, just uh, even much, much worse. I remember years ago, back when my dad and brother used to race against each other weekly. Oh, did we... We hated that. We did not like that. Like, I'm saying the whole family did not like that. So, years ago, something happens on the track where my dad and my brother got together. I remember, after the incident, I walk into my dad's trailer and he started pointing fingers and telling me some not-so-nice things about my brother. Imagine being a teenager and hearing your father talk like that about your brother. Listen, my father loves us. Don't get me wrong. There's plenty of glorious stories, some good stories and bad stories, but my father is an extremely competitive man. It's literally what he was built to do. The sport we live in, it's a do or die sport. It's what my father did for a living. It's what put food on the table for us. It's literally what put like the clothes on our backs and the shoes on our feet. And when something on the track happens that it was my brother that did the doing, Oh man, yeah. We knew moments like this would happen, especially when they raced against each other. We all get heated, you know. Things, things get said, but we we always got through it as a family. So don't don't think otherwise. Everything's fine. We all love each other. It's it's all part of the sport. But those rush of emotions that I felt, I just remember going to the truck and bawling my eyes out. He's my brother. No one can talk like that about my brother. Especially, like, even my dad. If my brother was in the wrong, I was still, I was still totally backing him up. Like, Billy, you can go rob a jail. I got you. (laughs) You know, and yet, I was the one who, for a lot of my life, I was always the one that was, in a sense, like, the sounding board for my family. I still am, Maybe not just my family, but, like, being that person in general for my friends, too. You know, I was the one 
who got it all taken out on me. Not like physically, but people just, people want to get off their chest. And so Mandy's here. Let's complain to her. And I'm like, no. Although I want like everyone to feel better. So I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll listen. But at the same time, no, thank you. So ironically, as I had this like podcast topic already planned, I had just received a text the other day from a friend saying, you know, they're at the races and her boyfriend, something happened on the track, an incident happened. She texted me and said, you know, her boyfriend just got the car, threw his Hans and his gloves at her, and it, it wasn't her fault. Like, she... Why do we do this as humans? Why do we have to pretty much put our aggression onto the ones we love the most? You know, like, it's... I get it, but I don't, and it's very hard to accept. But we are their sounding boards. Does it make it right? No. But we, we as women... Okay, we're talking women here. We hold so much emotions. We are the backbone they need. Yes, our husbands are tough. They are badass, but they're also freaking human. They are also human. I take on my husband's emotions as if they're my own all the damn time. I am his sounding board. I get all the good, the bad, the ugly. I don't only have to live through it all, but I get to be that stabilizing force for him. The force who reminds him of who he is, what he's capable of, and to also sit down and shut up. It's what we do. It's what any partner in any healthy relationship would do. But as a wife in racing, as a daughter in racing, as a sister in racing, and oh my god, as an aunt in racing, we have to end the stigma of the woman having to be by their man's side at all times. To me, it's just, it's not healthy. It is not healthy. Now, I'm not here to be pro-women, start up a riot, start doing some crazy-ass protests to make a point here. Honestly, I could just be talking to myself, convincing myself this is what needs to be done. But I know I'm not alone. I know I'm not the only one who sees it and feels this way. So what I'm what I'm really boiling this down to is the few weeks ago I just I wasn't in a good place mentally. I was struggling to try to juggle it all and listen, hey, bless you all women that add kids into the mix cuz that's going to be a whole nother topic, a whole nother level. I'm over here juggling the supportive wife, sister, aunt, daughter trying to build my own business, be present, stay humble, and just keep my head above water, all while keeping a smile on my face. <laughs> I, I love to be needed. I truly do. Who doesn't? But finally, guys, that day came. I, I was just boiling over. It, it came to the, like, I, I came to the realization of that burden I, I've been holding on to for so long. This, this conditioned lifestyle of believing that 
I couldn't miss a race. If I missed a race, I not only would upset my loved ones, but guys, I would upset my fans. I would upset my followers. Racing is what we do for a living. It's how my husband and I make our money, pay our bills. How could I possibly just not go? And I know, I mean, like, if if you don't live this lifestyle, it's like, wow, that's really freaking dramatic, Mandy. But it's, it's, it's how I feel. And this podcast is about confessions here. And I'm confessing the feelings that I've had for quite some time. When the day came, so I brought it to my husband's attention. I told him how I felt. It wasn't easy at all. There were definitely some tears shed, which just goes to show, like, the state of mind I was in about this kind of stuff. How, I, I hate saying conditioned, but it's just how I was raised. You know, like, I never, God forbid if I ever missed my dad's race, how could I go and do this to my husband? But, I, I guess it's funny looking back, is that my husband understood it. He understood it. He agreed with me. He said that as long as he knows how I feel, I have to do what's best for myself. And this, my friends, this is one of the many reasons why I married this man. He's not worried about me being by his side 24-7. Would he like me to be? Of course. Who wouldn't? But he knows that there, that there needs to be a give and take to make a healthy relationship work and to have both parties be happy and so that week I opted to stay home I missed a few races and not just my husband's I missed my brother's too thankfully bless it is 2023 and about uh, 90% of racetracks do live streaming these days so that definitely helped ease my decision you know a little bit by knowing I could still feel a part of you know the evening even though I wasn't physically there so I remember pulling up my calendar that day, and if you listen to one of my previous episodes, you know we have linked calendars with all of our family's races on it, and yes, of course, they are color-coordinated, besides the point. I pulled up, and I told Mike how I felt. I, I looked at my calendar, and I just felt like I haven't been able to do anything for myself, and that sounds so wild, because people see my lifestyle... And they think, it must be nice. It is so amazing. How cool would it be? And I agree. I love my life. I wouldn't trade it for the freaking world. But what am I actually doing for myself? Other than supporting my men in my life. I looked at that calendar and all I saw was racing filled almost literally five to six days a week out of the whole month. Five to six days a week. Every week there was a race scheduled. I didn't see one day in there that was for me. Now, my, my like, color for my little personal stuff is purple. And I, all I saw was, like, a dentist appointment. One purple day out of 31 days, and it was a dentist appointment. I was like, no, I can't, I, like, I'm gonna lose my shit. Literally lose my shit. Again, guys, we ran from 80 to 100 races a year, and that's just not one of my drivers. Like, when we map out Mike's schedule, there's maxing 80 
races a year. Adam, Billy's schedule, he's got over 80 races a year. You know, BP3, my, my father. So just think, I can guarantee if, like, if I were to try and make every single race, uh-huh. I don't even want to think about that, but I, it's there. You know, we'd definitely be going way over 100 races. But again, from so from day one, when Mike and I started dating, we, I don't want to say we set a ground rule, but we definitely agreed on one thing, and one thing that was really important to us was that we wanted to see each other as equals. You know, I didn't expect Mike to pay for all of my meals. You know, we, we split. We're equals. We both work. Uh, he... You know, didn't expect me to always be doing all the laundry, always be cleaning the dishes. Because, you know, 40, 50 years ago, it wasn't like that. Women had her role, the men had her role. And it's wild that I'm having this conversation right now. Listen, like, I don't lose sleep on this, but it's, again, it's just a conversation and thoughts that I've been having and feeling and I felt you needed to hear it. Because I truly do feel there is a new generation in town, and I'm here for it. We don't have to live like our role models did, or like our parents did. We can blaze our own trail. We can set our own standards. We can follow our passions and still be a supportive wife. I'm, I'm smiling so ear to ear right now because that just makes me so happy and feel so fulfilled that I can, I can follow my dreams and my passions and know that I can still support my husband, what it is that he wants to do. You know, we don't, we don't have to be at the races by her man's side to prove anything, to prove our commitment, to prove our support. The woman can, listen, the woman can be both a caretaker and the breadwinner, but so can the man. You can share those roles. A happy and healthy relationship to me is built on communication, it's built on trust, and the desire to want to see your partner happy and thriving. You know, if you feel the same way I do, listen, it's a conversation to be had. Talk to your man, let him know how you feel. If you aren't, listen, if you aren't excited to go to the races, you, I'd, yes. (laughs) Maybe you feel anxious. It's, it's not fun anymore to you then you might want to have a serious heart-to-heart, not only, you know, with yourself, but with him. Because there's obviously something going on in there. We don't have to go to the races because it's what we, quote-unquote, think we have to do. You don't have to do anything, ladies. It's 2023. It's not 1975 anymore. As long as you are honest and you communicate how you feel, it'll only grow your relationship to an even stronger level than ever before. Hey, I was, I was worried to tell Mike, and Mike and I are very, very honest with everything to each other, but I was worried because I I, I want him to feel 110% support from me always, because as a man and my husband and the role and the career he has, like, he needs that ego boost. He needs that woman in his corner always by his side. But I I just knew deep down if I was on the verge of a breakdown guys, he would be the first victim for whenever I finally imploded. And you know as well as I do, like I said before, I don't know 
what it is, but it's always the loved ones that we want to attack first. It's like, just lay it all out, you know? We all know that's not pretty when we shovel things in the corner and push it down until that one, that one flip of the switch, and it's like, whoa, this has been lingering this whole time, and you're telling me this now? (laughs) Yeah. Now, you know, I'm, I'm pro support your local racetrack. So I'm not saying go all cold turkey ladies and not go to the races at all. I mean, you do you, but what I'm suggesting is find that happy medium for yourself. If you're feeling burnout, acknowledge it, take the weekend off, recharge yourself so you can show up happy and bring that energy back into your relationship. Bring that energy into the team, into your driver, into your man. You know, you can still support him even if you aren't there to hand him his helmet or give him that booty slap. You can't fill from an empty cup and boy, oh boy, was mine bone dry. Now, now I'm finding ways to fill that cup of mine. Uh, Listen, I'm still learning. So we're, we're in the, we're in the learning phase together. I'm trying to decondition myself from how I used to think things had to be and where they can be and where we both can be and how we both can feel. You know, I'm finding ways that I can fill my cup, recharge and bring that energy back home so I can be a present, happy, healthy, and supportive wife. My husband deserves my father deserves, my brother deserves, my nephew deserves. I, gosh, this, this was deep. This was deep. Let me tell you what, I I was, I don't want to say I was worried, but I was a little worried to share a few of those things. But I know the more open I am, the more it helps you all. So if you made it to the very end of this, I adore you. I appreciate you. I truly hope you enjoyed this. And if anything, I just I hope you were able to take something away from this. Know that you're not alone. And just know you have to do what makes yourself happy. As hard as it is, we, we were all conditioned certain ways. The way our parents were, our grandparents were, whoever we were surrounded by. You know, it might have worked for them, but... We're, we're just programmed differently, you know? Like I said, we are a new generation. We can blaze our own trails. So if you did enjoy this, please screenshot it. Tag me. Send this to a friend you think needs to hear this. Share the love and support always. And thank you for listening in.